morning. I'm Dave Hall, and this is LSAT Kung Fu from Velocity LSAT. So this morning we're going to undertake an investigation into one of the most problematic issues facing all of America. I mean, this is one of the thorniest problems of our time. Should I, like, cancel my LSAT score? To answer this murky, subjective, psychologically and emotionally charged question, we're going to make use of reason, thoughtfulness, and math. Sounds delicious, right? Okay, to begin with, before we can even start to think about whether or not to cancel our score, we have to set some ground rules. When should a person cancel her LSAT score? I mean, the answer is sort of like when she didn't do as well as she could have, right? Right, but let's firm that up a bit. First, let's establish our real baseline number. When I talk about this baseline goal, I'm not talking about the score that would make you ecstatic. I'm talking about the actual real score that you could, in fact, go on with. It may help to think of it like this. Imagine that I'm Timothy Theophilus Tester. My parents just hated me. And I've been scoring 166, 167 on my most recent tests. So my test day goal is 167 or 168. I mean, I want to do my absolute best. I know what I'm capable of, and I want to meet that, or maybe just exceed it. But that number's not my baseline. In about three weeks, I'm going to get an email, the subject line of which is your LSAT score. <laughs> and when I open that email, the second line of text will have a number on it. My question is this. What number there will make me go, ah, well, okay. For me, that would be a 163. Now, that score doesn't please me. It doesn't knock my socks off. It doesn't even really do anything more than just kind of gently blow on my socks. I will have underperformed my abilities if I get a 163, and that always sucks. At the same time, though, I've done my homework, and I know that that score will make me competitive at most of the law schools I want to attend. It's not as high as it should be. It's not as high as I can do, but it's good enough that I can live with it. And I really want to be clear here. This is my personal baseline for me, T. Theophilus Tester, that just hated me. I'm not suggesting that the right number for you is your real goal minus four. It's just likely that there's some number a little lower than your goal with which you could be satisfied, even though you're not thrilled by it. Does that make sense? So now with my baseline in hand, I can begin to think. To do this, I'll need to make a clear-eyed assessment of my realistic performance range. First, I do a little digging through some score conversion charts, and I find that to earn a 163, I'll need to get about 80 questions right. Sometimes it takes a couple more, sometimes you can earn that with a couple fewer, but all in all, it takes pretty much 80 questions to get 163 on most tests. Now I assess my test day. On the first LR section, I remember I thought it was difficult, so I only actually got to 20 of the 26 questions. That means that I guessed on six of them, which means I earned zero, maybe one point by guessing. Of the 20 that I answered, I didn't feel perfectly confident. I mean, there were three or four questions I struggled with. I probably didn't miss every question that I struggled with, though. So realistically, I earned 17 to 20 points by answering the questions. The second LR section was better for me. I got 23 of the 25 questions, and I think I pretty much laid the smack down. 
there were really only two questions I had major trouble with, and even if I missed them both, I likely earned 21 points. I only guessed on two questions, so it's not likely that I earned any points by guessing in this section. Now, the reading comp was my standard. I did my normal three passages done well kind of performance. I didn't answer the last seven questions, so I probably got one or two points by guessing on those. Of the 21 questions I answered, I know that I normally miss about one per passage, and since this felt like normal, I figure at the worst I earned 17 points, and at best, 21. Now, I owned the games. I mean, they are my bitch. And I mean that in the violent prison sort of sense, not in any sort of derogatory toward women sense. Uh, I didn't guess, is what I'm saying, and I'm pretty certain I didn't miss any. Of course, the careless error is always possible, but no more than that. I got 22 or 23 points in this section. Now, when I add those numbers, I get a minimum likely raw score of 78 and a maximum likely raw score of 88. This means my test day performance is likely to be between 161 and 168. Finally then, I'll make my decision. That 161 at the low end is intriguing. I really won't feel very okay about a 161. It's just too far below my expectations for myself. On the other hand, though, it would be so nice to be done with this fucking test. Here's my thinking. For almost everyone, if you can do five points or more better than your current score, you'd be wise to retake the test if you can stomach doing it. So if you've been like Theo, that is, Timothy Theophilus Hester, and scoring 166, 167, and you get a test day 161, it's pretty likely that you'll hit your real capacity next time around and far exceed that score. For most people, that's probably worth the retake. At the same time, there's really something to be said for just being done, and I think it's a totally legitimate option to decide to take the 161, even though you feel queasy, just to be finished. It's a tough call. I'm glad it's not my call, but maybe thinking in these terms will help you decide. In any case, you give yourself the best chance to make a good decision by considering all the facts at your disposal and combining those with the clearest-headed assessment you can mathematically manage. I hope this assessment helps you think. For more help, if you have questions about anything, you can find us at velocityLSAT.com. And you can contact me, Dave, at VelocityLSAT.com. Hope this helps. Mm -hmm.